0: trust the movement. I negate the chaos. Uplift the negative. I'll show up at the table again and again. Welcome to Grassroot Ohio. Conversations with everyday people working on important issues here in Columbus and all around Ohio. I'm Carolyn Harding and today I'm talking with Mia Lewis and Merrill Nyman two of the three Central Ohio Indivisible District co-organizers. Mia Lewis works for Common Cause Ohio and is one of the leaders of Indivisible Ohio District 12. Indivisible Ohio 12 has been busy standing up to the Trump agenda since January 2017, registering and turning out voters, recruiting and supporting candidates, and holding elected officials accountable. They are looking forward to having all hands on deck for 2020 and helping everyone to find a way to get involved and make a difference. Meryl Nyman is a recovering attorney turned entrepreneur and writer who now spends a lot of her time as an activist and organizer. She's a leader with Indivisible Columbus District 3 and with Ohio Progressive Action Leaders or OPAL, OPAL. a a coalition of Indivisible and other group leaders statewide. Opal's Mission Vote 2020 Vision campaign is focused on defeating Trump in Ohio in 2020 and flipping two additional Ohio Supreme Court seats to ensure fair redistricting. And we will have Ohio District 15 on an upcoming show as they have an action tonight at Representative Steve Stiver's office, encouraging him to support Trump's impeachment. Welcome, both of you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. So, Mia, I first became aware of your work during the Fair District's Fair Election um, Anti-Gerrymandering Statewide Ballot Initiative campaign. Mm-hmm. And I recall your testimony before the legislature and was very impressed with your knowledge and conviction and ability. Merrill, I first took, took note about you when you and your group, District 3, and other Indivisibles started organizing weekly protests at Senator Rob Portman's Columbus office and with the opening of the OPAL um, organization. Why don't you both tell us, um, at, uh, in, your, in your perspective, what Indivisible is, how it got started, and how it is actually organized? Um, well, we, we both can start? do that. Yeah, I know you both can. I want to um, hear from both of you.
1: I really think it's just uh, that, um, you know, after Trump was elected, everybody was in shock. Everybody was so distressed and disturbed. And there was a moment there where we thought maybe we can even prevent him from being inaugurated. Um, And different groups were popping up. And Indivisible was one of the ones that popped up nationally. And um, it was basically an idea, a group of people that came together um, who had been, um, most of them had been um, staffers during the Obama era, and they had an idea for a way to resist Trump, which kind of was based on things that they saw that the Tea Party did, etc. And so groups formed all over the country. Now, um, what it was really was individuals standing up and saying, this is not me, this is Trump doesn't represent what I believe in for my country. So we we call ourselves indivisible. And we have a kind of very, very loose affiliation with um, the national organization. But in this, we're also affiliated with, you know, on some level with many other groups, everybody in our group is either a member of the Sierra Club, or they have their own little thing. So um, I, I like the term indivisible. And I like that there are indivisible groups, you know, all over the country that have kind of blossomed or mushroomed up um, and are saying, no, this is not what we want for our country, but um, we aren't, you know, we aren't sort of strictly indivisibles. That's not like the only thing that we do or are. Yeah. How about you, Meryl? Uh,
2: So similar. In fact, uh, Mia and I, uh, even, gosh, before the women's March um, were out there speaking with Senator Portman's staffers. And the that that's one of the, the main tactics that's in the Indivisible Guide, um, which was sort of the uh, web document that started indivisible groups throughout the country. And we in Central Ohio were really very early in terms of organizing as indivisible groups. And I know for one that I went to a number of meetings of different groups that rose up pretty immediately after President Trump's election and it it wasn't because we were upset that you know our candidate hadn't won. it was because we were upset at what we feared President Trump would would do in our country. Um, and indivisible was the one that most resonated with me because it made sense to be working to try to to, you know temper, his administration by focusing on your elected representatives and then from there we've done a lot of um, as individual national has a lot of issues focused resistance, but we are also now doing a lot of proactive electoral work looking forward. Um, and, you know, as I think you heard in both of our uh, introductions.
1: I'd just like to say that. Um, The fact that this all blossomed so quickly is a testament to how strongly people felt uh, that aggrieved and upset by the election of Donald Trump Kimberly Morgan, who started Indivisible Columbus and who very tragically died uh, very recently, um, she um, she was the person who called the first Indivisible meeting, and at first she'd called it at a little coffee shop, and there were, you know, three people signed up and nine people signed up and then 20 people signed up, and then she moved it to um, a library which had a capacity of 50, and I think there were 150 people there at that very, very, very first meeting of Indivisible, and what she did is she um, Around a piece of paper and said, If you're in District 3, put your name on here. And if you're in District 15, put your name on here. And if you're in District 12, put your name on here. And then at the end, we were like, What do we do with that piece of paper? And that I ended up with the piece of 12 <laughs> piece of paper, <laughs> which is kind of how I ended up uh, doing this. And um, and then uh, Sarah Sampson, and you got the three piece of paper. <laughs> Sarah Sampson w- was already working with um, the truth teams um, of the Ohio Democratic Party. And um, that's a separate thing, but we decided rather than do two separate things, we would work together. Um, And amazingly, we then held our first meeting, District 12 held its first meeting um, in January 2017 at wow. the Unitarian Church, and 600 people showed up to that meeting, Wow, which was incredible. And, you know, and twice that many showed up to the next meeting. So it really felt like a, a real outpouring, a genuine outpouring um, from people in response to the election of Donald Trump.
0: Can I ask you, is it primarily women who, who manned these organizations, <laughs> we, <laughs> women. we women, we women. These organizations, these organizations. hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hell
1: yeah. It's mostly women. I mean, there are wonderful, wonderful men who do great things, but I'm going to say we're at least 85 percent female. Mm-hmm. I, I it's a random guess, but I would I would agree that is probably similar. So
0: what? But we want
2: men. We want all people. Yeah. So right. please, yeah. <laughs>
0: we need fresh blood. But yeah. it sounds like you guys met, or you went to the march. You went to the Women's March um, in January, was it? Or right after the yes. inauguration? We went separately We went separately, went yeah, march, we did. I'd say
1: we knew each other.
0: From, from- Hillary
1: campaign. Mm-hmm. Right, yes. Yeah. Um, but um, no, what's amazing is we actually met with Rob Portman's staff before Trump was inaugurated, and we were already saying, you know,
2: He's going to be impeached. I, we're to That's what he, I said. Article 25, you know,
1: don't do this. Don't do this. You you know, save our country. Don't do this. Mm-hmm. Does he listen? No, he does not.
0: Yeah, I want to get to Rob Portman soon, because I know, Merrill, you've had a lot of time um, with his legislative aides and at his, at his offices. Um, and with him. And with him. So um, we'll get there. But I <laughs> wanted to ask you, what work of your previous work, volunteer work, your Actual work um, aha moments led you to taking leadership with indivisible do let me start with you.
2: Well, as we said, we got the sheet of paper um, i did I volunteered, I think it was foisted upon poor Mia, but um, i just I just felt so anguished by the thought of this person leading our country, and I really couldn't wrap my brain around how we were going to cope with that. And this felt like something that I could do and that at least I could feel like I was doing something. And I think in the past, like I've done um, advocacy work, I've done some like electoral campaigning, but I've also led like larger groups. It was mainly like school um, type activism, like to get sort of, you know, kids out of trailers, public school in Pittsburgh, those kinds of things. And so... Um, I was used to sort of leading a, a a group that had a like a similar kind of mission but this this was new in the, in the specifics of the focus but it just it felt good to at least be trying you know
0: mm-hmm. to be doing take, something and taking a major step How about yeah. you Mia?
1: Um well I mean one of the things is um you know I just have to say that I had I was doing um, freelance work at the time and so I had a flexible schedule and that you know it really helps a lot Um, Mm -hmm. and everybody is contributing what they can but honestly the folks that have a flexible schedule or are retired or you know whatever um, it is obviously easier for them and we thank them and we appreciate them for everything they're doing and we thank also the folks who are doing this after a long hard day at at work Mm -hmm. Um, I had been a neighborhood team leader in um, the Obama Campaign in 08 in Indiana mm-hmm. um, in Tippecanoe County. We very proudly were the county with the highest voter contact rate in the United States. Whoa. Um, <laughs> and yes, we turned Indiana blue for the first time since um, Kennedy. Um, and then I came to Ohio, I moved here in 2011, and I was a neighborhood team leader in 2012 for Obama, I used to live on the east side, um, and then also for Hillary. So I was used to that kind of organizing, and I really enjoy um, helping other people figure out uh, ways that they want to get involved and can get involved. So, um, you know, that worked really well for me, but also, you um, this was a case of like everybody stepping up and so many people stepped up and everyone had something to contribute and everyone, um, you know, everything that people contributed was val- was really valuable.
0: Were you working at the same time with the fair, fair districts, fair elections at the same time Indivisible started? Mm -mm. I wasn't working for Common Cause yet, um, but uh, we did all
1: get involved in, um, you know, collecting signatures for those petitions as soon as they were out, which was the beginning of the summer 2017. Mm -hmm. So that was one of our first um, major things that... um, indivisible oh 12 and the other indivisibles did was get really heavily involved in that um signature um campaign and i think we contributed a ton um and i mean i know we did (laughs) and um and then at a certain point i actually started working for common cause
0: well let's talk about that for just a minute um about the um anti-gerrymandering ballot initiative that you eventually had a compromise with the state legislature. Mm -hmm. Can you kind of tell us where we are a little bit about that? Sure. And um, when can we expect this change? Sure, absolutely. So um,
1: we had a a ballot initiative, and sometimes they – everyone collects signatures and they pass and sometimes everyone collects signatures and they fail and sometimes just the process of collecting signatures creates an environment where the legislature is willing to come to a compromise and that's what happened there was a lot of pressure on the legislature we had already more than 200,000 signatures and we could have continued but they were willing to make um, some significant um, compromises and we ended up with um, the legislature putting a bill um, uh, on the ballot that we then passed in November of 2018. And um, even though it isn't perfect, it is a huge step forward from where we were before. And given the fact that the Supreme Court has just decided that the federal government, that the Supreme Court will not step in, there is for them, they're saying that they can't rule on partisan gerrymandering, that even if they see that there is partisan gerrymandering, they aren't going to do anything about it. So only states where um, they have put in their own restrictions and their own better laws and their own guardrails will we be able to do anything about partisan gerrymandering. And luckily, now Ohio is one of those states. And that so kicks in, and in that kicks in. Well, what yeah. happens is we have a census next year, mm-hmm. and after the census, then the the congressional lines are redrawn in twenty. 2021. So it will first, we will first see the benefits of that in 2022. And in 2015, a ballot initiative one was passed that um, uh, made better rules for um, the Ohio State legislative lines. So both the Ohio State legislative lines, and the congressional districts will be better in 2022. Excellent work.
2: But it's really important because there there was a compromise in this um, legislation, which, you know, f- I know it was disappointing to some people. But the reality is that had it gone as it was um, to the ballot, there would have been so much money thrown in in opposition that it would have been a, a really challenging to prevail. Um, but now the procedures d- do are, are slanted towards the controlling um you know, body of the government, which are the Republicans. And so it's really important. That's why um, uh, you had mentioned in my introduction, this continued sort of focus on the Ohio State Supreme Court. So we flipped two seats at the last election. And it's really critical that we flip additional two seats so that we have that guardrail in place, because there will be some role for the court in making sure that the provisions are followed fairly. So-
1: And we also want to put pressure on our legislators to make sure that they support fair, nonpartisan maps. And um, so, um, Common Cause has um, a take, uh, end gerrymandering I believe it is so you can just look up take the g- and gerrymandering pledge and it's something that individuals can take and you can also bring it to your legislator and say you know do you support fair maps will you support fair maps and what that means in Ohio is um, under our new laws um, that we just want to make sure that they when they're drawing the maps that they um, aren't too partisan about it <laughs>
0: and i know that we could spend the whole time on this issue because it's so important and there, and these two gals know a lot about it but this is um grassroot ohio I'm Carolyn Harding, and I'm talking with Mia Lewis and Meryl Nyman. And they're both. Mia I'm sorry. Neiman. I have oh, told sorry you sooner. sooner. <laughs> Meryl Nyman. And um, from Ohio District 12 and Ohio District 3. Let's go to District 3 for a little while, Meryl, and talk about your efforts and really targeting on Senator um, Rob Portman. Why don't you tell us what's going on?
2: So, here in the Columbus Central Ohio area, uh, District 3 is the only district that. Has a Democratic representative um, in terms of our congresswoman, and so because of that, we didn't have to devote as much attention to trying to push back against legislative efforts uh, via our member of Congress. So instead, we sort of took the the lead on targeting our senator, uh, and and certainly there was a lot a lot to work with there. So we. Um, It was Indivisible, I think, in coalition with a number of other groups had sort of suggested these Tuesday rallies like um, Mm -hmm. Resist Trump Tuesdays. And so for the first 100 days of his administration and so we – but with support from the other districts as well and from sort of Progressive Allied Partners – did rally outside of Senator Portman's office every Tuesday for the first 100 days of the administration. Mm-hmm. We focused on a lot in the beginning on cabinet members and then, um, you know, other sort of egregious things that, that happened very quickly upon that. Um, and then we would get out there sort of as needed. So we had a big push um, across the state actually that was one of the first things that, that was the first thing that Opal coalition did was sort of work on targeting Senator portman in all of his offices um, collectively in response to the uh, push to uh, pull back from the ACA and end funding for the ACA and so what we you know here we would work on that um, we would work on when issues arose um, that were very egregious like with the family separation policy we had a big uh, event focused on that, including like some a sit-in by some of us in his office, and you know that that ended up, which is not what we do as a group, but that was an individual choice and a sort of a civil disobedience action. And then we've worked a lot collectively again as indivisible groups on the uh, Mueller uh, protection events, and now again on the impeachment um, focus. So we've had rallies outside his office. Uh, getting him to actually take seriously what has been going on with this uh, president and uh, what we find is incredibly egregious conduct. And then we have already, were part of the national movement. There's going to be, you know, 200 plus um, as of now events happening across the country the eve before the uh, impeachment vote. And so tell us about that. So there's a, a, a number of uh, national organizations, including um indivisible
1: move on, move on Sierra Club um i i looked at the list there's a, there's at least 20 30 uh, yeah. national groups yeah.
2: um, it's the same that they started with the movement so it's like the nobody is above the law coalition mm-hmm. and they um encouraged uh, groups to sort of hold these events the, as I said, the night before the the vote. And so we're going to be doing a Hunk for Impeachment event. You can find information and uh, sign up for the event by going to Move On's page and then just uh, putting in your zip code, and you'll find the, the closest one to you. So um, Or if you're specifically looking for ours, you could also look at any of our group's um, Facebook uh, Why don't you pages. Why give us your Facebook page? So I am Indivisible Columbus District 3. That's my group, my local group.
1: And we, um, if you look up Indivisible OH12, you will find our page. That's a public page. And then you can also ask to join our group. Um, we operate the same way. So we have a public page. And, and, and then we also have the, the group as
0: well. So what's coming up? What are you working on? What do you want the listeners to know about? Well, um, what I really want listeners to know about is that um,
1: we need you, we need you, we need you. Um, There's so much to be done, um, whether it's registering voters, um, taking responsibility for a small chunk of an action, saying, I'm, let's say, I'm going to go and I'm going to stand outside of the um, Parsons Library um, every week on a Saturday for two hours, and that's going to be the thing I do. Just building it into your schedule, um, figuring out a way that you can take responsibility for something. So, what's coming up? Voter registration all next year, recruiting and backing great candidates in all the different kinds of races throughout our district. And um, our district, by the way, is a ge- very strange, gerrymandered shape. We go north all the way up to Mansfield. That's mm. in Richland County. Mm-hmm. And we go east all the way to Zanesville. We have s- part or whole of seven different counties. That's Franklin, Delaware, Morrow, Marion, Muskingum, Licking, and Delaware. Mm. I think that's correct. Um, and so... Um, and there are subgroups of OH-12 in you know, many of those areas. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, what's coming up? Um, working for impeachment, um, voter registration, help re- recruiting and backing candidates. Um, it's pretty endless, um, and there's something for everyone, but we need folks to step up.
0: How about yeah. you? How about District 3? What are you really focusing on? So District 3 um, is
2: primarily focused on two things, right? We're, we're going to continue to to apply pressure to Senator Portman, mm-hmm. which means they're going to continue to go back um, to, to D.C. because that's really the only way to get his attention and to um, to talk to him or, or at him because he doesn't usually respond at his coffees. But that's a way to sort of publicly show people what, what he's all about and how he's not being responsive. And then um, we're also doing, uh, working on the forward electoral work sort of, In conjunction with OPAL, so I wear two hats, Um, we are working hard on our Mission Vote um, 2020 vision campaign, which is about registering voters and specifically um, speaking to disengaged voters, infrequent voters, um, persuadable voters. These are the people who never get their doors knocked or... Um, people who, you know, only get their doors knocked, perhaps if at all, right before an election. And so we're going out now. We're trying to build the electorate. So we are getting more people fired up and ready to go, so that when 2020 comes around, um, we will be able to turn out the numbers. It's, it's just math. So we're we're building the math to defeat Trump in 2020 here. So in Ohio. some
0: of our listeners are <clears throat> very moderate. Others are very progressive, and uh, curious now. This is Grassroot Ohio, so most folks are not paid that do grassroot work, but some are. Um, what is indivisible? Is it an all volunteer program, or is it? Are there folks that are paid?
1: Our groups we are entirely volunteer mm-hmm. and 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 as we mentioned before, um, we're not in any really specific or uh, way tied to the national groups. So the national groups uh, has folks that are employed,
0: um, but we do not here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So your your groups have some independence and and aren't just taking directives absolutely from uh, oh, like okay. the Democratic Party or no. Nope. So it's really a, a really a, a kind of a band of of. Of folks that are concerned citizens, absolutely, and they are very concerned about this president and about more yes. progressive um, issues um, and and candidates, absolutely. Yes. And to yeah. follow up
2: just on, a little bit on what Mia was saying, mm-hmm. um, that we are we are looking for people f- for. to to fill all sorts of roles um, or a role of your own creation. So, you know, whether that be that you want to go out at your lunchtime and register voters, but you might be just someone that prefers to, like, make phone calls and maybe you could help us with volunteer recruitment. You might be someone that would like to help with logistics. So, like, if we're doing a canvas, maybe help us find a space to start at or help us get, you know, food for people. Or there's roles for everyone, Mm -hmm. um, depending on what your interest and your comfort Level is and the things that you like to do. Um, but please, we are, you know, we need more people. we need more more engaged people.
0: I see that um I think it might be district twelve. They have weekly meetings where they write letters at a restaurant like a rusty bucket or something like that
1: yes um, that's a kind of a subgroup, a subgroup. of 12 a, mm-hmm. the Thursday action group it actually started we used to go weekly to outside of Congressman T Berry's office mm-hmm. and we went 50 weeks in a row until he resigned so we were <laughs> quite pleased with ourselves it was a it was a, actually a wonderful experience because we would go and we would talk to the person at the desk but we would also kind of testify to each other about the things that we were concerned with and um, and our fears for our country and and our concerns for the future and for our children um, and um, so that, uh, that group now meets every Thursday and they do all kinds of things and actually this week they're going to be holding up in signs about impeachment at the corner of High Street and North Broadway um, and then going to write some postcards So, yeah. so it's,
0: it's bonding, it's an organization where women and men can get together and really help each other out and, and feel like you belong Absolutely. Right. Now, District 3, what does that encompass as far as space?
2: So we're very different in that we're sort of the little ink splat in the center. So like right around Columbus. So it's it's still a weird shape because it's gerrymandered, but it's gerrymandered to be the Democratic (laughs) district within (laughs) Columbus. And so it's, you know, primarily um, those areas. So it includes, you know, the real like city of – Columbus, and then little splats. It's, it's, it's all within Franklin County, but it looks like an ink splat.
0: Okay, so we have one minute. What would you like <laughs> to tell the listeners if they take away anything? What's the one thing in a sentence or two? I would like to say... Um, I would like to thank everybody that
1: that is standing up and doing stuff because there are so many wonderful people who have been contributing so much. But I would also like to say a lot of people say thank you to me and to others. And I would like to say, please don't say thank you. Join us. Stand up and do something yourself because we all need to stand up against Trump. And Meryl. Well I echo that
2: for sure. Um I also get a lot of thanks. Um we you know as I said we need everyone. So we've had a lot of people at the beginning. We have a lot of people in our Facebook groups, but you know people sort of lose their um sometimes they lose their energy and or they get burnt out. And so we can always use new people. We need your voice
0: and we'll you know plug you into a great community as well. All right. Well thank you so much. Thank we support you. your work and um and we'll stand up, fight back, and we'll make this some change awesome. thank Ohio. thank you so much. Thank all you. Right. Okay, bye-bye. You've been listening to Grassroot Ohio, 94.1 FM, WGRN.org. We air Friday nights at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can listen to all our previous shows archived on the top post of our Grassroot Ohio Facebook page. There's a time to listen and learn, a time to organize and strategize, and a time to stand up, fight back.